It's Monday, March 15th, and we have Sequoia Ross, Chef Coco, a favorite cookie company. Restaurant workers are now eligible for a vaccine. And Scott, still rocking COVID hair. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia, voted second best podcast in the city of Richmond. My name is Scott Wise. On today's show, Chef Coco, and I am joined, as always, by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Roby, this Chef Coco interview, she is a riot. An incredible person. Mm-hmm. So a little behind the scenes for, for the folks listening at home. Generally, these interviews go about 45 minutes to an hour. I generally shave three minutes off of the interview. We spoke with Chef Coco for two hours. Because I love her. She, her interview goes places that I, I wasn't comfortable going, to be quite honest. Lies. That is lies. It's so good. When you guys get to this point in the podcast, you'll know. You will know the point <laughs> that I'm talking about. I wish sometimes this was a video podcast because my face was so red. It was you remember, so I talk, good. remember what I'm yes. talking about? Yeah. Yes. So that's, a, that's what we call in the business a tease, folks. You got to listen to this interview. And, and it is not a tease in the podcast. You don't know. <laughs> yes. There's no tease. No. There is no tease at all. He's teasing it, but it is not tease. But you're yeah. going to look forward to that a little bit later in this podcast. Scott, did you hear restaurant workers are eligible for vaccinations and they can get appointments now? I'm seeing so many of our restaurant friends with their photos and their appointment cards and their they just got vaccinated stickers, I don't know, cards. Um, I'm so excited that, that they have now been included in this group and this is, it's all happening, Roby. I feel like it's all circle. happening. Yes, they were among- So like last week, this year was like shut down and um, we were talking about how we all know what restaurants are gonna do. Now we're talking about restaurant workers getting vaccinations and maybe yeah. people eating indoors more. It's really exciting. <laughs> It is super exciting. And, you know, it's like it's I'm cautiously optimistic. Obviously, we're still in the middle of the pandemic, but hopefully, you know, the experts are saying you can see now the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm hopeful that our restaurant friends who have been holding on by a thread for months now can just just have that that last gear, that that last amount of, of fuel in the tank to get them over this hump because, you know, they've worked so they've worked so dang hard and uh, and they deserve whatever good fortune comes their way. They deserve $100 tips. They deserve respect. They deserve you to wash your mitts, wear your masks, and stay within air hook distance. I heard some other breaking news along the same lines that possibly in the not too distant future, maybe in April sometime, that one Roby Martin might return to indoor dining. Is this true? Release the Roby! Yes, it's going to happen. Tell us about uh, tell us about this. <laughs> okay, so I think that we will be fully vaxxed. Is that the word people are using now? It's the word um, you're using, yeah. So I'll do it. Um whatever it means. Um we'll be ready to be back out into the world. <laughs> um obviously fully masked um and distance because still that stuff you should do. Um yeah, beginning of April. I'm so glad that you uh have been volunteering to to help people get their vaccinations and I'm so glad that, that you got a vaccination and uh yeah. I'm there once a week. Um yeah. oh, it's so nice to see I gotta tell you, it's very if you need to feel really good, 
it, you should volunteer at the 65 and older vaccination clinics. It's like they're Benjamin buttoning. <laughs> like that's how it looks that the older. You're all excited. I mean, oh, it's crazy. It's like, it's just so, and like everybody's so patient and everybody's so mannerly and everybody's just excited. It almost restores your faith in humanity, which. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Yes. Well, some other exciting news is uh, this particular episode of Eat of Virginia is sponsored. Our, our sponsors, our friends at Small Unites have come back to sponsor another podcast. So thank you to Small Unites. And we have a quick interview with our friend Nancy Thomas, who is uh, with the Retail Merchants Association. Nancy, I'm just going to get right into it because really I am, well, everything about my life is all about restaurants. So I have to ask you first, where are you eating right now? Where are you getting your to-go? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, oh, we have members. I can't pick them out. <laughs> then they're, they're going to call me and say, why didn't you say mine? No one's going to okay. hear this, Nancy. No one's going to hear this. No this one hears this. Three of us talking. Sure. No, seriously. Well, you know, uh, Eat Restaurant is always, you know, that his whole, Chris, Chris Way's whole, whole, you know, chain is wonderful. Um, you know, Taste Unlimited, which came from Virginia Beach, is now in Richmond. Um, where else? My family um, just celebrated a nice, safe meal actually at Bookbinders, which was nice. which was really nice. And um, but yeah, so you know, like everybody, and it's just so wonderful about our community is you know just trying to help support our local, particularly our our hospitality industry. What are some of the things you're hearing from from your partners in the Retail Merchants Association? Some of those restaurants, what are they telling you they need? Again, we, we all said this, right? They, they need our support. It's not just, it's ongoing support. We also need to support our local delivery folks who are helping them with the takeout. I think that is really critical because as you, you both know, you're the experts, that really hits, hits their bottom line. And I, I think that's, that's really critical. People like retail merchants, we have a, you know, Virginia Retail, VRLTA uh, is another, you know, hotel association, uh, restaurant association, excuse me, Small Unites, that people are really here to help them. But a lot of times if you don't know what you need, we can't get it to you. Um, I think early on, you know, we provided a lot of PPE because we knew that was a, that was an added on budget constraint on them. Uh, a lot of them took advantage of that. But that's going to be an ongoing expense, right, on their budgets as they move forward. So I think sometimes it's just the simple things. It's helping them find employees. Um, I think the basic of basic is just keep, you know, supporting them and, and patronizing. And I think once once we do start opening up and, and how wonderful that the weather's starting to get nice, right, so that they can reopen those outdoor patios. I think the other thing that we need, and I know that our counties and city are are very supportive in this area is to continue the ease of restrictions for outdoor dining. Um, make sure that that doesn't go away anytime soon. You know, Small Unites, they did such a nice job of, of helping out again with, with some local delivery, not just for restaurants, but for, but for you know, our, our retail sector. Some of our retail members actually started highlighting independent people who were doing, you know, hot sauces and, and drinks. And all of a sudden they were doing this big cross promotion to, to help keep them alive. And um, I'm just so proud of them all. I know you are too. 
the resilience of these restaurant owners, it's so inspiring to me. I, I'm almost speechless about it because I just can't even imagine how hard it's been for them. Let's hope that they keep some of these things. I don't know about you, but I would love to have to go cocktails at all times. <laughs> so I'm hoping that they keep that. So small unites, if you can hear us, we'd love to have the, the, the cocktails every hour. Really well, thank, thank you really for both of you for highlighting our local community. I've seen your heard your podcast i've looked at your uh, genre and i just you know that's really really important to keep the awareness high so thank you for the all the good work take care bye bye i wonder if nancy's ever tried favorite cookie company roby i don't know but i heard something lately about a red velvet truffle that she's doing um this sequoia ross you're about to hear and i feel like that would be a small unites thing <laughs> chef coco is doing a red velvet truffle at, yeah, with, the, with that ginger pepper cookie. And now, yeah, I mean, mm. life. So Sequoia Ross has a, has a, is a colorful uh, storyteller. <laughs> and we hope you enjoy her life story from the streets of West Philadelphia to the farmlands of Amelia and everywhere in between. I know this person... <laughs> You do know me. It has been so long since I've sort of seen you in person. So Scott, what is this kid? Oh, I don't know this person. I mean, That's I know crazy. This person, yes. I don't know this person. This person. <laughs> I, you Chef should introduce Co- this Chef person. Coco. <laughs> she would come into CBS six, and she still does. Well, I don't know if you still do or not. If it's all taped from home, but she would come yeah, into yeah, CBS six. I I would work a morning shift. I would work like six a.m. to whatever in the afternoon. And she would come in to cook on Virginia this morning. And it was like the biggest ball of energy so, that built, like, it, just, God, it, so it exploded with energy when she would walk in. And then afterwards oh. she's, she's handing out food and everyone's like gathering and everyone's like getting in these long lines to eat. And like, we're trying to do breaking news, but everyone's like, forget the breaking news. We got Chef Coco's snacks. here. We have snacks. We got yeah. and drinks. Cause I used to always do a, a mixed drink. I know it was early in the morning, but <laughs> You got to think about the time of, of the news uh, employees. They're there from four. So a drink around 10 o'clock is like you appreciate that. You see what I'm saying? I, I think a few times I saw, I saw Mr. McQuaid stumbling yeah. out of that segment. <laughs> it like the, Take the bottle to the head. He would just take the bottle. <laughs> oh, that Greg. That Greg. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, Roby, kick us off, Roby. Well, I mean, we have Sequoia Ross, who is Chef Coco, favorite cooking company. I, I mean, there's nothing I can say that people don't know. She, oh, she's gosh. vegan. She's gluten-free. Oh. She's full of energy. She has won multiple awards for her oh. cooking company, but she doesn't make any cookies on CBS 6. <laughs> so, I don't. I don't know. She's my favorite part of Virginia oh. this morning. I'm going to say it out loud. She is my favorite part of Virginia this morning. So, hi, welcome. Hi, Roby. Hi, Roby. Hi, Scott. So, Roby, it's so great to finally meet. I think I've been standing you like from afar for so long. And we have been in the same circles. We've not ever met. And so, this is my first time seeing you like. I want to pinch your cheeks and hug I just you. want to like, squish you too. Oh. I'm a hugger. Oh I'm my a God. Hugger, Get so. a room, you two. <laughs> <laughs> Can we 
you please? I would love to get a room with her. Are you kidding? I'll leave for a little bit. You guys can continue. I'm gonna feed you real good. I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. So COVID has got me strapped. Like my arms are by my sides like this. But I just, I need to feel that energy. That's all I'm saying. I love it. I love it. So I heard that you are full time cooking now. Oh my gosh, I took a leap of faith. Jesus told me I could turn in my resignation. Amen. And so I've been just relishing in that moment um, of being able to be Chef Coco and Favorite Cookie full time and really commit all my energy to growing the business and to getting the word out and getting bigger because we're, we're growing really rapidly. So so how did it all start? How did you get where you are? Oh, God, Jesus. I, you know, I'm going to tell you that it was Jesus. I, I started really at Unbound, RVS, if anyone remembers Unbound. Um, and they were trying to help me figure out what kind of business I wanted to start. And um, I was always having to bring my own treats to the meetings because there was nothing ever there for me to eat. So I would bring my cookies with me. And... I'm coming to them with all types of business ideas and they're like, but what about those cookies? I said, the <laughs> cookies? What are you talking like, I didn't. I was like, cookies? I mean, I'm just bringing this. And no, 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 no. People would buy those cookies. They would not believe that they're vegan. And so um, just started formulating, put that to the side because I got a really awesome position at Tricycle and I wanted to put all my energies into that. So um, still making cookies, still taking them everywhere I go, just as a love offering, you know, not really me saying I've got a business. And then with 2018, um, I decided, you know what, I think I want to pursue something that's mine, that I love to do, that that I believe in. And so um, I was given the flexibility at work. I started pouring things in. I, I garnered a grant from Bonsacor and Lisk, uh, and that really gave us our footing and our foundation, and we were able to just jump right in. So, are you fr- are you from Richmond? Are you from Virginia? What's your way back story? No, no, no. I am a West Philly girl, um, born and raised. We, born and raised. Where the in playground West is where Philly. you spend most of your this days. Where I spend most of my days. Call it out, Maxon. Let me tell you, Maxon, all cool, all cool. My cousin dated Will. Uh, we actually have a picture of Will in his prom suit with my cousin, and he has a huge fro. And Shiny Willard um, was a little funny looking back then. He's gotten a lot better looking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the money, the money, the money did it. You know, those ears, boy. That fro couldn't hide those ears, let me just tell you. <laughs> so I came, so West Philadelphia, um, my mother moved us here to Virginia, Amelia to be exact, Amelia County, because our family owned a lot of land there. And um, I was not happy about it. It was whack. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was whack. I'm so I could familiar not hear. with Amelia, it's scary. The opinions, I couldn't hear any the, sirens. The opinions expressed on either Virginia are not necessarily those. Uh... <laughs> right, right, I couldn't hear any sirens. I think Amelia is scary too. I'm from Farmville. That's 20 minutes oh, away. Yeah. I totally oh, agree. Oh my we are God. hating on Amelia today. Oh my no, I mean, gosh. it's lovely. It has cows. Oh I mean, my gosh. Loads of grass. Farmville. We used yes. to have to drive to Farmville uh, for like the grocery store. before Because that you grocery know, store is Amelia terrible. You know what I'm saying? It was yes. awful. It was the worst. And I cried every 
day. I cried every day. And I could not believe, I was like, mom, what are you doing? Like, I'm a city girl. I'm used to corner stores. I'm used to hydrants. I'm used to playing in those hydrants. I'm used to neighbors that I can reach out of my door and knock on their door. And you got me in the middle of nowhere listening to crickets. I was like, what is this planet? What is this planet I'm on? I was pissed, okay? Uh I was pissed. Were you in high school, Um, middle school? How old were you at this time? I was in elementary school. Oh, no. I was in elementary school. Come on, the kids hated me. I had an accent. I didn't dress like them. Everyone wanted to fight me. All the boys loved me. (laughs) (laughs) Made it even worse. So my days. Some things never change, right? Some things never change. Never, you know, Scott. I can't help these looks. You know, it was it was God given. I feel the same way. I I wake up the same way. (laughs) I wake up like this, Scott. I wake up. You're not a bad looking man, Scott. Maybe just putting that out. Maybe you and I should get a room, and Ruby can leave us for a little bit. Listen, Ruby can throw rice at our wedding. I'm telling you. I'm a I'm wonderful a, rice thrower. I, I, I'm are pro. you? Oh, God, pro, yeah. Oh, this interview is... Birds left and right. To call you, it, t- it, took, it took us five <laughs> minutes, but this interview is off the rails. It took us five minutes. I, I feel like it's right on time. What I don't know what you're saying right now, but I'm what, happy what for a room. to go way, way back. I was on track, okay? Tell me to go way, way back. I've got plenty of stories way, way back. Crying in a million. And, um, and then we moved to Richmond. And I think that's where my life really takes off. Um, so I am an RPS. I, I, I loved my experience at all of the schools I attended. Thomas H. Henderson, amazing. I attended um, Richmond Community High School, life-changing. So it, I think that's when I really started liking being in Virginia. It wasn't until the move to Richmond that I was like, okay, I think I think I can stay in Virginia. I think I'll I think I like Virginia. But before that, I was like, please take me back home. I'm not supposed to be here. So paint the picture. You moved to Richmond. What like what year is this? What neighborhood are you in? What's going on in the community? Oh, Scott, Lord, my memory. Um, I graduated high school in ninety-five. So eating What's that, 87, 88? Come on, y'all help me. I'm not counting right now. 87, right? you were probably 10 years you did old. Three years, you did three years in middle school and then four and high. Yeah. So late yeah, 80s, so early 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So around that time, um, <laughs> um, believe it or not, I was really shy. Um, I was I was very outspoken with my friends, but uh mostly I kind of stuck with the books. Um I didn't have any chores. My only chore was to be an A student. Um, my mom was a single parent and I didn't want to let her down. Um, she was working multiple jobs. And if you say my only job is to make good grades, I'm going to make good grades. And I did. Um, and I was, uh, I wasn't cool. <laughs> I wasn't cool. I, I can admit that right now. <laughs> I didn't have, you know, the designer clothes, my mother never believed in that. She always believed in quality. So <laughs> she'd be like, I'm not buying this Gucci shirt. This thing feels <laughs> like it's paper. You know, she would never put me in anything that my, the, you know, that people that I wanted to be my friends were wearing because she didn't value that. So I always had, you know, like really thick corduroys, um, really nice sweaters. You know what I'm saying? But 
I didn't fit in. I didn't fit in at all. I stood out. And then I had to wear glasses. My glasses were thick. I was awkward. Can we just say that? I was awkward. But then I blossomed. High school is when I, I blossomed. I turned into the woman I think I am now. What did it take? What was the <laughs> impetus behind it? Just uh, get- Lord, I want to keep it G. I really want to keep it G. <laughs> I don't want uh, you to. Wait, you don't worry about anything. No, let's let's head down to the Yeah, I, I like that. What yeah. a keep it G, but I, yep. I really think it was the attention of Just say boys. it was Jesus. It was Jesus, it was, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I had to talk to him later about these things. <laughs> I said, Lord, please forgive me. You know that's not me, but when I get a hold of something like that, it just turns me into somebody else. I um it really that's what really what it took to be honest. Uh it took for someone's son to notice me and um I started, you know, doing little things, little little eyeliner. I wanted to do my own hair. So I had my little back bun, you know. And then I realized I had hips, butt, and breasts. I was like, oh, I got the winning combination. Let me get out here and show this thing off. Let's see what she can do. <laughs> Let's see what she really can do. You know, no one had told me that. I ain't realize it. I said, hips? What are you talking about? I had been hiding them. I was ashamed of them. Can you I was ashamed of these hips. And then somebody's son told me that's the way to go. And I've been, I've been straight ever since that. And no, no pun intended, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it took. I, you I can't talk to her without crying. She I'm makes me laugh so hard. It, I'm trying to keep it G. I'm really trying to keep so it G. So what was mom, what was mom thinking about this transformation of her little girl? So mom wasn't home. And I think that's how the transition was able to happen so smooth is because <laughs> mom was working so much. And um, and then I hooked up with some like-minded friends and um, whose parents also worked a lot. And we were in it like Bennett. I'm telling you, we were <laughs> enjoying ourselves, enjoying this newfound uh, freedom <laughs> I'm trying to choose my words. This newfound <laughs> gift. Freedom is good. We, we understand. It's a good gift. I totally get been, it. It's a metaphor. Yeah, yeah this <laughs> gift we have been given. Um, and but but we kept it on the down low. We 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 didn't let anyone know that we had found this confidence. Um <laughs> and had shared, you know, some <laughs> some energy with some people. Uh we kind of kept it on the low we were still good girls we still had great you know wonderful grades um but that really helped me um and i think that is one of the reasons uh why i decided to change school so i i was at community decided to go back to amelia because i wanted to really really experience um high school life community doesn't have you know a cheerleading squad or anything like that so now i've got this confidence i'm like i can cock at anything i'm about to go out here and cheer and so (laughs) i um got on the cheering squad but you know it's a requirement to do cartwheels and i i can't cartwheel but guess what i can do I can <laughs> split. Let me tell y'all. I can split. <laughs> listen, let me listen, 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 listen. So I would get up there after we would finish cheering, no matter where we go, you know, flu van or Goochland. And they were all like, 
what big girl about to do? And I would throw that leg up and come down on that floor, boom, into that split. And then flip it and do another split. Listen, let me tell you. <laughs> you talking about power. How could, Amelia, you talking about could Amelia handle you? Could, could the whole county handle no, the no, high school? They, could, they, 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 were, they weren't ready for me. I, I, I do believe, I, I would hope that they have fond memories of me, not only splitting, but also social change because there's a balance. You know, you can't be a freak all the time. You got to be a fighter. And so I, um, we, we had an incident in Amelia. I was able, with the help of some really um, strong people in the community, start a, um, a sit-in. A sit uh, one of our teachers had been told that she couldn't wear um, African, traditional African attire, that it was a distraction. And if you know anything about Amelia, you know that there are Confederate flags um, everywhere and during that time it was cool to wear the confederate flag on your shirt you know and all these kind of things and we thought that was offensive as african-american students but that was a sense of pride and so what we said well if that if pride is the case then this woman in this attire is also proud and uh staged a sin and it was in the paper um and it was it, it really helped me to understand that there still was an issue coming from Philadelphia. I hadn't experienced anything like that. I was um, in a predominantly uh, black neighborhood. It was, it was affluent. I went to private school. So I was only around black kids. I don't even think I saw white people at all um, when I was living in Philadelphia. And then when we moved to Amelia, here I am, everybody white, you know, and not only are they white, we can't really be friends. And so because I was um, smart, uh, almost a genius, I got tested twice. They had me test twice. Um, got into all this, the classes that were accelerated, but they were also all white. And so I didn't see the black kids, which is another reason why they wanted to fight me. I didn't see the black kids until we were on the playground or at lunch. And then they thought I was better than them. So they, that's why that's another reason why they hate me. Not only was so I from Philly. The white kids didn't like you and the black kids didn't like you. That's what I, I, I had no one here. My mother took me from heaven and brought me to hell. What about okay. the Asian kids? What about the Asian there kids? Were no, in Amelia, Scott does not know. know Amelia well. <laughs> Scott does not know Amelia well, Roby. <laughs> he just added stuff to your story. <laughs> He's like, I mean, he doesn't know that anything. Asian. Oh, my what? God. <laughs> it was no Asian. It was white and black. It, the lines were so clear. If you're an Asian child in Amelia, I want to hear from you. Please reach out. Yeah, reach out. Eat at Virginia there, at gmail.com. There were none. There were none. And... I, it was hard. It was hard. I'm, I was, I mean, I, I was really all alone, uh, really during that time because I didn't fit in. But like I said, <laughs> when somebody's son, once I realized what I had, I was able to, to spring out and become, I think, become Sequoia. Mm -hmm. So from Amelia the second time, yes. you came back to Richmond. Was that to go to college? I did. So what I did was I, you know, fell in love with somebody's son and got pregnant. So when I graduated from high school, I um, had a had a baby bump. And so the first year, my mom was like cool with it. But then she saw that I was throwing all my energy into being a mother. And she was like, 
you thinking you just going to do this? And she said, oh, no, you got to go. And so she made me, she told me to make a choice of what I would do. You know, was I going to school or was I going to go into the military? And um, and I said, no, you know, I'm going to go to school. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a chef. I don't know where that came from. I don't know who planted that idea in my head. I do know who planted that idea in my head. But I just, I'd never even thought culinary school. What you talking about? I don't understand it. And so I um, told her I was going to take the baby. You know, I wanted to be all things. I was going to be superwoman. I was going to take the baby with me. And I was going to work. And I was going to go to school and be a mom. And my mother said, you are a fool. You're going to go to school. I'm going to keep this baby. And you are going to do well. And um, I chose to go to Baltimore International College and we packed my, you know, uh, Unique was two at the time, packed up everything. I moved to Baltimore. I maintained the dean's list because that's what my mother told me to do. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love. I fell in love with culinary school, the just everything about it. And it was so easy to be successful for me. I think cooking was something I had never really done. And then here I was learning all new things, French terms. I, it, it was, it was, I, I can't even, I mean, I was 21. So I was the oldest person on campus. So that kind of made me the keeper of all the alcohol, the keeper of the spirits, <laughs> because I could actually go into, and you know, in Baltimore, there are no liquor stores. There's liquor in the store. <laughs> and so I was like, go get it off the shelf, go get it. And I got an idea and I'm all, you know, I'm everybody's friend. I'm popular for this, for this particular reason. And I just loved it. And I, we interned in Ireland. So I was able to go to Ireland, had, not having been out of the country other than Canada, but not having been out of the country. And that for me was like, oh. So we... Go to culinary school. We, mm -hmm. we they take us internationally. Yes. You come back and then mm -hmm. you immediately realize Going that to the Jefferson. Oh yes, that's right. You did. I head to the Jefferson Hotel, um, and was blown away. Met so many celebrities. I worked the um, the brunch. I was the ice cream girl over there at the waffle station. If you ever, back in the day, you might have run into Chef Coco. I was flipping waffles and scooping cream um, <laughs> and loving it and loved it. Worked. Um, I remember my very first schedule, Chef wrote on there, seven until. And I went over to him. I was like, so until when, Chef? And he said, until you're finished. And I said, oh, oh, oh okay, okay. You know, and, and by this point, now I have two babies. Um, and I'm just like, until, so I'm going into work, um, before the sun rises and I'm coming out of work covered in chocolate, um, after the sun has gone down and I'm like, oh my God, like what, what does this mean? I'm picking the babies up. They're in the, um, the kitchen with me sitting on milk cartons while I work and I look over at their faces and I understand that they don't know what's happening, that they're at mommy's job because mommy's still working. And um, I said, this, this can't be life. And so I enroll in VCU and I start working for um, a nonprofit up the street, uh, Grace and Holy Trinity Child Development Center. Um, I'm the cook there. So my hours are really flexible enough for me to walk down to VCU. And I think I'm going to change the world by 
being an English teacher. So I'm an English major. I started out as an accounting major, <laughs> but that did not work out. Let me just tell you, it didn't work out. I was looking at the monetary gain of being an accountant, you know. Sure. I wasn't looking at what this work entailed. And when they started doing statistics and percentages, and I was like, I get me out of here. Like, I don't understand any of this. Okay, I zipped right out of that major and zipped into that uh, English and loved it. Had to read books, had to write papers. I'm good at all those things. Uh, took a couple movie classes. If you don't know what kind of major you want to be out there, folks, that um, English major program over there at VCU is a winner. I got so, oh, those classes were so much fun. So much fun. Watching movies? I'll get to watch <laughs> movies all day. Yes, check. I'll do that. Um, and became an Were you cooking athlete. anything? Not a thing. I was working up at the daycare. So I was only managing um, that cooking. I was not like doing. Sh- Chef Coco caliber things then. I wasn't doing culinary art things then, really, um, because I was feeding kids. Uh, Grace and Holy Trinity Child Development Center taught so many of the area's children, taught the Harveys. Um, so I met the Harvey family through Grace and Holy Trinity um, Child Care Center. But I was making vegan food. I was making a lot of alternative food because we had so many different diets. You know, we were in the heart of the fan. If, if no one is familiar with Grace Holy Trinity, it's right across the street from it's right across the street from Benford. And so um, we we got everyone's kids and we loved it. So that's the only cooking I was doing. Other than that, I was. Thank you. Other than that, I was just going to school full time. Mm-hmm. So when did the vegan, gluten-free lifestyle hit you? It hit me, I want to say, seven years ago. It, it's weird to say that. I think it was about seven. I'm not good with keeping up with time. I just kind of flow with it. But about seven years ago, my sister challenged me to do the Daniels Fast. And for all my churchgoers... Um, out there. The Daniels Fast is primarily in January and you don't eat anything with a face. Okay. Or had a mother. And so when she challenged me to it, I was like, okay, yeah, we can, you know, I can do that. I, I, I feel like my skill set was different than hers because she was eating a lot of potatoes and mushrooms because she <laughs> was not a chef. I'm over here creating, you know, omelets without eggs and I'm making hummus and I'm eating. And I'm like, girl, this is easy. I, I love this. This is great. And also what I loved about it was that I was sleeping better. I was thinking clearer. I was really in a zone. And I said, and I lost weight on top of that. So I said, oh, wait a minute. I'm on to something right here. Like, this is great. Um. And it really helped me. It helped me to focus in what that next chapter was. And that next chapter was me going right into um, health and nutrition in the community with Tricycle. And so it was really me getting set up. So I, I'm thankful that the Lord jumped in there, changed my diet. I cut my hair. I had long locks. He had me cut my hair. I was out here bald headed. 
and loving the earth and digging in and growing vegetables and eating stuff right out the ground. I don't do that kind of stuff. Let me tell you, every vegetable, anything that goes in this mouth has to be washed properly. And so, and, and I mean that literally. And so, <laughs> look at Scott's face. I like Scott's face. Keep it up. Oh, <laughs> I mean, this, is, this is great. <laughs> and, and so, oh, for my God. Me, for me, for me, to just reach uh, down in the dirt and pick up a carrot and brush it off and eat it and think it's the best thing in the world. That is a new me. Okay. That's all. <laughs> that was brand new Coco because I did not know her at all. It's okay, Scott. I tell you, I, it's G. Some of them going to miss it. Some of them going to miss it. <laughs> Not at this point. Not Scott. Some people gonna miss this guy. I was a twelve-year-old boy at one time too. So. <laughs> Some might argue I still am, but anyway. All right. So cl- healthy living, clean living. Yeah. Uh, making her all the way around the entire group of clean living. Got everything. Yeah, everything. Everything is clean. clean. Everything. Everything. Is clean. Everything's clean. Tell me a little bit more about Tricycle, actually. I got a tear in my eye. Me too. I've had it in here this entire time. I keep trying to wipe it away so you don't see it roll down my face. So Tricycle um, was a nonprofit because um, I believe it dissolved in 2020, uh, 2019. I'm not sure. 2019 or 2020. It was a nonprofit in Richmond, Virginia. That specialized in urban urban farming and building up the next farmer. We we noticed that farmers were aging out. They were getting old. You know, you can't even imagine being 60 plus having to go out in the middle of the day, middle of the night, middle of the morning, fooling with vegetables. You know what I mean? So that we can eat them. And so we were like, listen, you know, without farmers, there's no food. And so we have to, um, and I know people, you know, GMO, but we don't want to eat that mess. We don't want stuff that's been grown in a laboratory to be our new diet. Um, And so we were like, there's a call. We need to get people out. We need to get people excited about farming and, um, and urban farming, you know, something that people did not know a lot about. And uh, there's so much land available in Richmond. We wanted to use that land for good. And so they had a wonderful fellowship program. Um, I managed the corner store program when I first came on. And that was our initiative to provide fresh fruits and vegetables to corner stores. And I would do um, pop-up tastings. And <laughs> people in the community would say, come on, y'all. It's white people food, but it tastes good. Come on, eat this. Uh, because I was making <laughs> I was making collard greens, slaw, and stuff like things that people had never heard of in the in the community because you know greens supposed to have fat back in them and stuff. And so here I come with them cold, cold collards. <laughs> let me let that sit with you. Cold collards in the community, and they're like, "Where did this child come from?" So they were like, "It's you know, it's it's definitely white people food, but it tastes all right." She did all right. Um, I would do quick pickles. I would do all kinds of things, just reimagining food. And um, I had to do it because when I would make those deliveries, I'd come back the next week and that food would still be sitting there. And I said, uh, there's a disconnect. You know, people don't know what food looks like anymore. They know they like corn, but they don't know that corn starts out like this, you know, 
And um, a friend of mine and I, she was working for Bonsa Corps at the time, uh, Tabitha, we were just talking and we created a um, food program called Real Rich, Real Food, Real Simple. Real food, real simple. And we were going to teach folks how to cook, um, how to use raw ingredients, how to increase vegetables, all that kind of stuff. And Tricycle, you know, our, our director was like, Sequoia, do it. Do whatever you need to do. I, I'll fund you for this. This makes sense. Um, and that's the only way I, I knew how to do it was to get in the kitchen and love on people. And isn't that the best way? You know, that's how you really get to know people is around a meal. You know, you sit down and break bread with people. You get to hear all types of stories and, and, and they begin to reveal things about their health to you um, and what they would like to change. And so I love the work. I love the work because I, I love people. And that's where Chef Coco was born. Um, I started coming, <laughs> I started coming on to Virginia this morning um, to bring awareness of the work I was doing in the community. Um, and I really felt like I was the neighborhood chef, you know, someone that people could see me outside or my students would call me on the phone and say, Coco, I'm looking for the, where you say that was? I'm in the aisle right now. But I love those calls. You know, I love being so accessible to people and wanting them to ask me questions. And yes. then we get cookies? And then we get cookies. And then we get cookies. Because here's the thing. It's my time now. It's cookie time. It's cookie well, time. I mean, I can't believe you were straddling these two things. Because yes. I love that you were. But yes. you have had award after award after award for your cookies. I mean, mm. you may not say that out loud, but you have. No. And okay, and let's walk through. Well, first, what is the cookie that put you on the map? The cookie that put us on the map is that ginger pepper. It is the Betty, named after my mother, um, who is very sweet, but then can get very spicy. And so, <laughs> Are you sure it isn't named after my mom? <laughs> it could be. And many mothers, many mothers, people can relate, okay? Uh, she starts out sweet, but she gets spicy. And so when I made the cookie, um, I let her try it. And... She was like, oh, this reminds me of that cookie I had when I was a little girl. I said, okay, let's roll with it. I didn't think everyone was ready for it, though, because it's got that spice at the end. But it has, I mean, if you go on my Instagram and I post anything about the ginger pepper, they're like, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. It's everyone's favorite cookie. It's that that, that hint of pepper at the end. Um, huh, I will say... Um, when I first, because I know that people were, will, will be attracted to what they know, I introduced a chocolate chip cookie at first. Everywhere I would go, I would take a chocolate chip cookie because people are more prone to try something new if it's familiar. And so I would take this chocolate chip cookie with me to all of the Africana events. And Anjali was like, what is this cookie? What, what, is, what do you know with this cookie here? And I said, it's vegan. And she said, it can't be. And she walks away from me. It can't be. <laughs> I'm done with you. Right? She's like, it, it can't be me. You're lying. I'm moving. So I'm saying, no, I'm serious. So she goes up and she tells everybody, because the cookie plate is gone. And they're like, we ate all those cookies. We need more of those cookies. So I was just selling cookies. I like to say, selling cookies out of my trunk. 
I was just <laughs> I was just selling cookies. People would call me, ask me for cookies. Most times after they've had um an herbal refreshment, they were really ready for cookies. And so I was making You're talking tea, deliveries. right? Tea. Yeah, of course. Of course, <laughs> yes. tea. AKA is now legal. Yes. Um, <laughs> Tea's always been legal. <laughs> People love their tea. And so I was <laughs> going out in the middle of the night just delivering, you know, cookies to, to tea drinkers. And um, and then I said, I, I really, I really, really want to create a business. I really, really want to do this. And someone suggested to me that I should apply for this grant. It was a seed grant in Churchill. I love Churchill. Um, it is one of my favorite places in the city of Richmond. And um, we won. We, we won the grant. And that gave us our footing. And then from there, we, we felt like we were ready, but we weren't quite ready. Um, oh, my wonderful friend, um, Jason, created the logo for me, created all of our branding. And um, we looked shiny, but we weren't right ready, ready. And so um, we did the help to the shelf. Yeah, Hatch Kitchen, Real Local, um, and Apple Cart got together and had this whole competition. And it, I mean, when I, some of the people I just, we were up against, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if this, this is the little cookie that could. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know if it's going to win. I don't know. Um, because we were up against chaotic good tempeh. That tempeh. Good that stuff. tempeh is delicious. Rooted Delights cheese. That cheese makes the best cheese sauce. Jesus. So we just, we were black. We won. Like we won. And I could not believe it. I said, okay, okay. We we got something. We really have something here. Um, and we've we've just been going up, going up, going up, going up. But COVID. Okay. Amen. Look at your face. But COVID happened. So we were making, um, and when I say we, I mean me and Jesus, because I was the only person in that kitchen <laughs> at the time. Make it, I made uh, over 3,000 balls of dough because we were ready to go to the food show. The 2020 right. Virginia Food Show. Right. You know, I forgot about got, the food show. See what I mean? You imagine coming to that food show and smelling fresh baked cookies coming all through the air. Like we were going to kill them. We were going to kill them. And our original business model was we were going to sell to hotels and restaurants, just like, like Otis Spunkmeyer pretty much, but the vegan version. And they, you could bake the cookies at your leisure. You could put them in lunches. You could do whatever you wanted with them. When the food show got canceled because of COVID, I had a freezer full of dough. And I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And we didn't know if people would eat it. You know, like no one knew anything. COVID was so new. It was so fresh. We didn't know I was fresh off a cruise. I was fresh off of a cruise. I was, we were just gone in January of 2020 to the Bahamas. When we got off the boat, they were like, oh, it's a boat stranded. Some people got sick in China. We was like, oh, <laughs> thank God we missed that thing. Woo. Whoops. <laughs> right. And then we, and then March hits and it's like, it's in the United States. I said, impossible. It was just in China, impossible. Um, and so when everything started shutting down one after the other, we had this dough, didn't know what to do with it. And then my customers were calling me on the phone saying, um, just just bring the dough by my house. Just um, just pull up, 
drop it off in a bag or something. You got something to put it in and mm-hmm. leave it at my house and I'm going to cash app you. And I said, what? Okay, so I'm in a full suit. I got gloves on, a mask. I got my, my wipes in the car. I'm wiping things. I, I'm handing it to him in gloves. And that's how I direct to consumer um, started. And so um, <laughs> started doing that. And then I got a call um, about Good Foods Grocery. And that was our first store. And then I went to school with Aaron over at Little House Green Grocery. So I said, listen, you know, we, we got that love. We got that community love. Let's get it. Went into Little House Next. And we've just been growing. Now we're in Libby Market. L Woods. I mean, we're just everywhere. We're, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. And I love it. I think you should go to Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> to the Farm food line. I wrap it all the way around. That is only one store in Amelia, sir. And that is the food line. Though you could do okay. the farmer's markets right there in Farmville. I bet yeah. people would really oh, love that. that's true. That's true. That's true. I can tell you this. Nothing yes. has given me more joy than speaking oh. to you on this snow day. I'm so stoked. <laughs> that we were able to get you on because I, I, I mean, it. seriously, I love seeing you. I hope that we see oh. more of you. I hope cookies go everywhere. Thank you. Like everybody needs a ginger pepper you. cookie. Yes. Yes, they do. I mean, it sounds healthy. Yes, <laughs> so of they, course they need it. It is. It is, you know, it's, it's a guilt-free cookie. That's what I like to say. It's and perfect. It's, it's perfect. And we've got five flavors to choose from. So if you don't like ginger pepper, you can get a chocolate chip. Come on, Rome. That's good eating right there. That's good it eating is. right there. It's it, it's it's essentially cereal, but better. That's, no milk. <laughs> yeah, like, perfect. Ah, yes, I love it. You are listening to Eat It Virginia with Chef Coco, Scott Wise, and Roby Martin. Oh gosh. I mean, there are some interviews that we do a lot of interviews and they're all they're all they all have their great moments, but this one I felt like I had zero control over any particular moment of this podcast. Like Is that my favorite interview so far? I mean, like it's me. got to be up there. I mean, this Sequoia. And then I, I, you know, I had to friend her on Facebook. So now we're, we're connected on Facebook too. I think she might be one of the first people I call once I'm fully vaccinated and able to dine in restaurants. I think I want to we need to break Eat bread. with her? Yes, yeah. yes, 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 oh, yes, I, yes. Absolutely. Gosh, she's the greatest. So I was asking, this This will come out but after Richmond um, Black restaurant experience, but I was asking where people were eating because we're going to get a big to-go. Um, she she suggests something and then says it's so good it'll make you cross your legs. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, I'm taking that because <laughs> that's so Great. It never ends with her, man. No, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm blushing again. Thank you, Ro- <laughs> thank you, Roby and Chef Coco. I had two. Uh, I can't remember if I talked about this on the last podcast or not. But if I didn't, if I did, I'll just edit all this go out. in the way of your and, hair. Just and if I did, <laughs> two two dining experiences I wanted to share with you. Cobra okay. Burger. Oh man, we, have we talked about this yet? No, but I know it's good. I did. Uh, we did takeout from Cobra Burger, which was phenomenal. Obviously. Did a did the bacon burger with French fries? Wait a second. If yes. this is about to be a bow, if you went to the oh, feed store, gosh. okay, man, you are getting no, <laughs> no. That all happened without me. Um, mm-hmm. But we did go to the feed store, 
Yeah, my, my, <laughs> my brother and I, my brother and I, we did go to the feed store and had a, an incredible. Without your elusive bro date? Come on, Bobo. Where know, are you? I know. Well, Bobo's busy. They reopened Alewife, so he's he's super <laughs> busy now. You know, it's uh, it is what it is. But both places I would totally recommend to our listeners. Also, um, my favorite taco pop up TBT had its last weekend, uh, this past weekend as a pop up, and he has opened his new restaurant in the fan. Um, so that's a guy that I want to have on the podcast as soon as Let's get him on. schedule allows. Let's Those get the so taco great. man on. I know everybody keeps telling me, including you, yeah. that they're everybody's favorites. Barbersville wine won the governor's cup this pat this year with a dessert wine called a, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, called a Paxito, the 2015. There, there was an image image that crossed my uh that crossed my my screen this week that that just gave me pause for a moment it was the image of ihop moving into the restaurant that chef brian latagio built at willow lawn okay yeah uh yes the family meal right family meal Mm -hmm. he had built this chef brian is a you know top chef celebrity chef whatever he built this beautiful restaurant in willow lawn probably five or six years ago and it was called family meal and uh, it was a very unique looking building for willow lawn willow lawn was kind of going through its renaissance it had torn down uh, the indoor mall you know, idea and it built like these outdoor it was gonna become a, a dying destination whatever so anyway chef brian does his thing it doesn't quite work out for chef brian another guy moves in uh, Salt box, I think it was called salt box oysters, right? Matthew to Leslie. Yeah. Matthew. Yep. And uh, that fortunately that didn't work out as well. So we have these two high concept, you know, restaurants into this beautiful space. And now it's an IHOP, which, you know, the world needs IHOPs, but you know, people love IHOP. IHOP's obviously a successful uh, restaurant. It just looks very bizarre in this gorgeous in setting. that gorgeous stone setting. <laughs> with the, with the, have you seen the picture? I have to send it to you if you haven't seen it. No, I actually live, you know, I, I like the Willow Lawn. I'm glad that it's having things. I'm really, really interested to see the old, uh, the old uh, IHOP. I actually I very, like an IHOP. I, me too. And I have very fond memories of IHOP with my grandpa. They have pumpkin pancakes. He would always get me the, the pancakes with the, the M&Ms and the, smi- and the smiley face uh, whipped cream. But just in that <laughs> building, it's just... It's a little, it's a little different looking. I'm okay with different. It just was a little jarring for me to see. It's a sexy IHOP. Maybe it's a date <laughs> it night is, for you guys. <laughs> it is a sexy. I, I love it. The sexy IHOP. We're the only, we're the only city that has IHOP with sex appeal. You know who needs to work at the sexy IHOP? Chef Coco. <laughs> yeah, of course she does. This episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> Eat It Virginia. <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> no! Oh, God, no.